0: Hatihe Moriora, e nga mana, e nga rio, eru rangatirama. Kia ora and welcome to Māori Initiative's podcast show, Tamangai, the Mouthpiece, in association with podcasts.nz. Thanks for joining us. As each week, our guests share a part of their life's journey to te iratangata, improve quality of life. Uh, this week, our special guests are here in the studio with us. Is Murray and Hannah Kilda? Welcome,
1: Kilda. Howdy ho! What, what was that?
0: Howdy ho! Heidi. Ha- <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> good to have you. Good to have you with us, Murray. Uh, thanks for coming in, uh, Hanna. Um Really looking forward. Um, now, Murray, uh, we met. Uh, Murray's part of our team on Maori initiatives, which we've just launched. Mm. We're going to tell you about that in a moment. But uh, Murray's been doing something really interesting. Uh, he's been uh, researching. Uh, been to China. He's going to tell us all about this biogas system which has these amazing um, improvements for our environment, which is one of the biggest challenges mm. we've been hearing on some of our other programs with our guests, mm. such as Edu er- Radedi-Wilton er- er- uh, a few months back, talking about the problems, uh, 68% of our waterways, we can't swim in them, uh, we can't drink out of them, you can't put your puha or your watercress in there. Uh, so we've got some huge challenges. So Murray's here tonight to give us some up-to-the-minute uh, information uh don't turn off. It's, it's amazing. I haven't heard this anywhere else, so th- mm. this is coming from the horse's mouth. So, Murray, we're, we're delighted to have that. Also, Murray, you've been doing something with new cladding systems. We're going to hear a little bit about that uh, in a moment as well. So, But before we do that, we want to let our listeners know that we have formally launched uh, on April 18th Māori Initiatives Globally.
1: Yay! Yeah. So
0: we finally got it off the ground uh, after a year of planning. Uh, it was an exciting uh, launch, I have to say. Of course, we're a little bit biased, but uh, everyone that attended uh, loved it, including uh, Hannah and Murray and Greg here in the studio. Uh, it was it a was you know, real honour to finally get it off the ground at the mm-hmm. lovely Tatakanga Marae in uh, Rotorua, uh, Modia, the, the whānau there, just their manaki was just mm. awesome. eh? Mm, yeah. And that kai from Annie, whoo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, what a privilege it was to have Annie um, serving us in that kitchen there with our uh, kaihotu, uh, Katie Paul, and uh, Fred Futter uh, there. They were beautiful uh, mm. hosts down there. So it was a great uh, global launch for us, and uh, we had some endorsement from Hawaii, the komato up there calling in. Uh, during the launch to uh, just put their support behind us. Also, uh, that was only the first half. Uh, then we uh, we had a keynote speaker with us, sorry, uh, Keone Morgan. And, uh, hopefully you've been listening to that podcast show. Uh, it's been uh, incredible uh, learning about Jurassic Park and Koalawa Ranch. Uh, 160 years this family have been working and building it up into what it is now. Um, quite an incredible story so go and have a listen on our podcast show uh, to Keone Morgan and also uh, Dr Winky Prattney's in there as well so uh, go and check those out uh, fantastic stories as, uh, as they share their experiences but the second part of our launch uh, was we felt to take Keone uh, up to Kaikwe so with our friends uh, Paul and Sally Wehungi up at uh, Zion Apostolic that hosted us there and their Marae, their marae uh, Koi Fata. Uh, Marai in uh, Kaikwe, what a beautiful piece of land and country up there. Uh, So it was an honour to go and have the second part of the launch up there. And Murray, you were with us. Uh, What did you think?
1: Marvellous. It was marvellous, eh? Yeah,
0: the people are just... Man, the people are just so giving of uh, their time and uh, their their kai again was just so lovely. Mm. So, yeah, it was a pretty quick fire four days of uh, getting uh, Māori Initiatives launched. So you can uh, come and see what we're up to on our webpage page, uh, maoriinitiatives.co.nz. We're also on LinkedIn, so please drop us a note. Uh, let us know that uh, you're there. Give us a shout out. Uh, and uh, just watch our space in the Māori Initiative space. Uh, We're going to be – it's a space that's going to grow. Essentially, our role is in – our area of specialty is in economic development and innovation, uh, supporting our our communities with a kaupapa Māori uh, expression in the way that we do that. So we're very excited and privileged to get it off the ground. So, yeah, uh, yeah, just watch that space. We'll talk about it from time to time on the show and have any special events coming up. Okay, so uh, Murray. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Um, tell us, uh, we usually kick off with a bit of a tanga. Uh, who are you? where are you from? How did you get here in Tamaki Makoto? And uh, then we'll get into this biogas and magnesium oxide product that you've got to tell us about.
1: Kia ora. Okay, I'll do my best. The, uh, <coughs> my name is Murray. Murray Wynne originated, um, originally, the family came from Wales. Oh, and, Wales? And I think Wales that. My, my great-grandfather was actually asked to leave. Um, oh. <laughs> he, there was a title in, involved, and I think something happened there, and uh, he was asked to leave, and he ended up in, in um, Dunedin. And oh. so that, that's where the family started, down there in Green Island, Dunedin. Oh, when was that, Roundabout about? Uh, oh, early 1800s. Um, they were reasonably early in the piece, And um, then uh, my father... Uh, came to Christchurch, and he had a a business, and a boot boot repairing business, and he also used to make pack bags and um, tents and things like that and, and sporting equipment. So that was my dad's trade, and wow, pretty and handy with the his fingers, eh? He was he was rather Limble. good with his hands and what he did, and um, I I started off um, as a carpenter, into a carpentry apprentice, back in the late nineteen fifties. <laughs> so, and I've been in building ever since. I've always oh. been connected with with the trade. That. Uh, so that's my my um, my my um, trade is building. I spent quite a bit of time overseas, and especially in the Pacific islands and i've worked in America, South America,
0: Wow, Worked get around the
1: place yes, I have been so i've got a quite a wide range of building experience and i've been <coughs> i've also run my own business since I was twenty one so I came started off my business then, and i'm still running business by mine right. and this here is my daughter, my wonderful daughter, and she happens to be my apprentice.
0: Oh, is that right? Yes. uh, What's that like, being an apprentice to your old man?
1: (laughs) It's pretty decent, I think. You have to say that, eh? It has its its moments. (laughs) But um, the funny thing is she's quite good, actually. She's quite smart, and um, she's better than I am in some things. But anyway, it's her gap year, and so... She wanted to spend that gap year working with me. And oh, I, cool! So, what's a, what comes after the gap?
0: Oh, um, I'm thinking about studying design at AUT next year. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, any any kind of design? Because it's quite um, a, quite a range of things. That yes, they do. either
1: digital or graphic.
0: Digital graphic design.
1: Oh, um, one or the other. They're separate. Cool, but
0: I'm um, just weighing them up. Oh, cool! Cool, awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, Murray. So, bit of a handyman, like 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 the would you say working in the Pacific and in the construction sort of sector, doing yeah. building and stuff like that.
1: Yes, and I've had experience in laminating timber and and um, reasonable size construction, especially erecting the, the very large laminated buildings. Um, I've had several years' experience with that.
0: All right, so when you say laminating, you're talking about that big profile timber columns and beams and stuff, Extremely big, Right.
1: Oh, well, that's pretty specialist stuff. Yes, yeah, especially the manufacturing of them, putting them together. And And then the challenges of trying to put them together in the islands. Now, that's another challenge all on its own because you go to the islands and the equipment just isn't there, and you have to use all sorts of things to... To erect the building, so that had its moments too. But it's, it certainly stretches the imagination. So, a bit of an innovator, yeah. You, well cool. you have to have to build the job, just won't get done. Mm, okay. Yeah. The. Um, <coughs> by, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. So, I mean, when you were speaking on mm. this uh, at the launch, mm. every single person was listening in. Uh, attentively and the mm. more you spoke the more uh, questions began to come out mm. consistently throughout the whole entire launch and by the way uh, just for those at home um, I've had some time with Murray looking into this biogas uh, system and, and that's really Murray why I just thought sort of so important to get you on the show because mm. right now in New Zealand the three main things well three big things that we're struggling on here and Tomika Makoto sorry mm. Not 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 all of New Zealand, but in terms is transport, mm. uh, housing, mm. and our environment. Mm. Now, the environmental one, particularly, is a national uh, challenge. Uh, the fact that you can't swim, as I said, sixty five percent of your, our waterways—that's uh, a huge problem. Mm. Uh, and I know I went to the Green Party uh, environmentally environmental policy launch uh, recently, and that was one of the big five on mm. on there. Uh, List of priorities mm. uh, that the waterways, it's time to stop talking about it. Uh, the, the bureaucracy wasn't helping and they, they actually needed to stump up with some solutions. So, Murray, mm. I, what you shared was some mm. solution based thinking. Mm. So, tell us what is biogas, perhaps? Just go mm. back, maybe tell us how you came to, came to what's your interest in it. Yeah. How have you got, you know, t- tell us the backstory and then
1: tell us why it's important and we'll go from there okay but Bi- biogas is something that i stumbled over i was looking um, several years ago at ways in which i could um, from a building point of view how i would how i would look at affordable housing and i think okay. most most builders would run that through their mind anyway and sure. i just did what every other builder's done and i could see that <coughs> the there are certain, certain things that can be done, um, that aren't being done, that probably should be done, and eventually will be. But one of the things that I stumbled across was the fact that so much money is put into the land. Before the, before the house even goes in, the, the bulldozers yeah, come yeah. in, they tear the land to pieces, they put in massive great pipes, and they put all that, all that um, effort into the ground, and it is not cheap, it's expensive. Well, I think
0: it's something like 15% of the total construction build that's never seen. Uh, that's how horrific the costs are for that. Yes, yeah. I think,
1: well, if you told me that it was more, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm, mm. But the, um, that's just one aspect of it. But as I was looking for ways of reducing that, I came across um, the biogas. And I could see how it, actually, how it would actually fit in to the way in which we build, um, whether it's uh, into new subdivisions or um, existing existing houses or that have uh, septic tank systems on them, especially the rural areas. And I could see there, w- there was a need for it in the country. So I started to research it, and uh, what I came across was the fact that New Zealand would be by far... The most retarded country in the world when it comes to um, understanding and knowing what biogas is all about. Well, There's, okay. <laughs> there have been groups that have tried over the years. I can remember back forty, fifty years ago that people were putting in biosystems, um, but very few. Right. There was um, there was the Cooperites down in Christchurch as one of them. Um, then there were other other groups that were doing it. And since I've joined the, um, the uh, Biogas Association in New Zealand, I found out that there have been, been biogas, or there are biogas systems that have been successfully working for the last 30 years in New Zealand. I never even knew about them. but So it is happening here, but on such a small scale. Well, Murray, what I might do is, because our
0: listeners are going, what is biogas? So just maybe tell us, break down f- for us, what, what, what are you talking about? What actually is it? Uh, because you're talking about how it should be applied, but maybe just for our listeners okay, who don't I'll, know what, what, what that is. I'll
1: try and explain it this way. A biosystem and a septic tank system are very similar, but there are some, there is some big differences. The, a septic system is normally in the ground and it's covered over. And from the house, all well, the uh, the effluent from the house is flushed through it, goes into it. So the people, <laughs> the people in the house pull the chain, it disappears down the chute, and it goes into the septic tank, and they don't see it. Yep. They don't see what happens to it. Okay. The the um, the the bio, and also the septic tank runs. It's an, an open system. It's actually open to the environment, the air. So there is oxygen in the system. A biosystem would look to look very similar, apart from the fact that it is a closed system, and everything that goes into that digester, the biotank, biogas tank, it goes into an environment that has no oxygen in it. Oh, okay. Now... Yep. Um, methane is produced when you take an organic sub- matter that can be anything that's living or has been living and you let it decay in an atmosphere without oxygen right and when you put it into that environment methane gas is produced
0: I think so you all know what that is yes
1: yep. yes it works uh, and a very good expo- uh, example of a biodigester, is um, your colon. You eat food, it goes... My what? My colon? colon, Your digestive system. Oh, right. So you you eat food, it goes in, it goes through the system, it gets mixed up with a whole pile of little chemicals and stuff down there, and all these little microbes that that gobble up, and, and they all fart and produce microscopic bubbles that end up by getting blown out the other end, and that's Ooh. methane. <laughs> right. So that's that's basically it. So the the biosystem is doing basically the same thing. It receives food stock. It could be the, the all the food, leftover scraps. It can be from what the you... Fa- flu- from the wharekai, for instance. Yes. It can be uh, the toilet that you're flushing down with all Faripaku. its... With all its substance... Mm. It can be um, what's gone through your insincorator and, and gone down the chute and come out the other end. Mm. If you wanted to, you could add to that with um, mulching up your grass clippings and all sorts of things like that, and that would work absolutely perfectly as well, because it's an organic substance and and it, it's going to decay and it's going to produce biogas. Right. So okay. So that scientifically, at a basic level, is what. A
0: biogas system is, and that 's all in some sort of plastic housing or
1: or something that contains it all the biogas comes off the top of off the top of the um, the uh, oh, good heavens it come it comes to the top of the tank because it 's lighter than air it floats up right so it floats to the surface comes up to the top, and then it 's siphoned up the under normal conditions, it will it will build up pressure within that tank up to about six pound per square per square inch, I think, which is um, still safe enough to hold the tank together. But it's taken off okay. and it's put into a storage vessel. Now that storage vessel could be a big uh, pillow um, uh, c- container, like uh, made out of plastic, which is totally sealed. And that blows up, and then it shrinks as, as, as the gas is taken out of it. So it's like some sort of gas cylinder, if you yeah, like. Yeah, like a gas Same cylinder. Sort of thing. Um, For the barbecue. Yes. But the gas the gas can be used. That's the thing. It's usable. It, could be, um, it goes through a process of de- being dewatered, where all the water is taken out of the gas. And then also it's desulphurized. And once it's been desulphurized and dewatered, it can be used to happily cook it can do all the cooking in the house and can provide all the the heating for the water um and uh, in some circumstances if like on a on a large farm they would be producing enough gas to be able to even run all their vehicles off it because vehicles run happily on biogas
0: right we'd have to look at the tikanga on that one bro yeah
1: but i mean it doesn't matter whether it's a diesel or whether it's a petrol engine it will still run happily on oh yeah no i'm just saying the tikanga of
0: things that are tapu and what you're taking it through a system and making it no yeah so uh so that so like tutai or that excrement is being repurposed and filtered and so I suppose while I'm, I'm throwing a question out here <laughs> <laughs> to our Maori community, yeah. saying is, does, so you've just described taking it from tapu to, anua, to mm. a noa to a clean process. It'd be yes. Interesting to uh, have some kōrero, and hopefully, if you're listening mm. into this, uh, that that is that's a good question to have with yeah. our kui, is, is how yeah. does that work on our Maori? Because I think that's really yeah. really interesting. And again, I just want to take this moment. You yeah, we're talking about something that is not necessarily everyone's topic. But right now in Aotearoa, this is a tsunami problem. Mm, this yeah, is that's... not small for us Kiwis. Mm. This is a national problem we have where we've got tutai all over it down our motorways from our tourists. Mm. We've got it coming into our waterways and our beaches now as the storm waters are overflowing, mixing with with the surge system going mm. into our beaches, which yep. is affecting affecting our pippy beds and lord knows what else can't swim in those places, not to mention the sixty five percent of our waterways. So yeah. I just I'm just putting it out there if you're listening to this and you're going, Oh man, this is a bit boring, uh uh-uh, uh this is it's now mark. a New Zealand subject, mm. Māori, non Maori that yeah. we have to be talking I about I think
2: as well it's you know, when I, I went to China with Murray, which was incredible and he'll touch on that, but um, Wow when we were at the factory where we picked up a unit, um, Murray grabbed a unit to bring back to New Zealand. The gentleman was telling us who owned that factory that the next day, and we were very fortunate to, to see him because the very next day there was a huge contingency of Japanese pig farmers coming, and they were right. shipping out, and they were they were basically mm. coming to learn how to to work the system that would mm. turn the effluent from the pigs into all their power that place would need to run the whole right. farm. Yeah. Now that was a huge, oh, yeah. a huge sale mm. by the sounds of it, mm. and there was sounded like there was about sixteen to twenty of these Japanese pig farmers coming to learn how to operate the system. So that's mm. kind of how far behind we are at the moment. We've got other parts of the world that have picked up on this opportunity; they're running with it. Why would you have power running to the pig farm when you can power it from the pigs? Mm. You know, like we saw in Mad Max back in the day. Uh, you know, if you ever watched Mad Max Two, that's exactly what Murray's talking about today. So if you want a visual on what kind of the biogas is all about, just watch a bit of Mad Max. So you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when yeah. you see that, that movie. But uh, that's basically what Murray's talking about. He's talking about a device that transforms something that's that's become useless, as Steve suggested, mm. 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 and repurposing it into or something. Tattoo, you know. yeah, that, that, into noah. yeah, mm. which is kind of amazing. But yeah, we are yeah. way behind on on the world stage we are. with this thing. So we are. Uh, yeah. Oh, but uh,
0: we're, we're, hang on. So, I just want to. So, if you could do that for pig farming, because we know that the leaching from our dairy is contributing adversely to our waterways. Exactly. Come on. Same, the commoner uh, reading a is. Herald or listening mm. to a Talkback show every day uh, mm. for the last three years. Mm. So, if that's pig farming, we could do that for our. Main issue, which is our dairy, right? Could do it well, and well, I, and I no spoke to a farmer sure. up in yeah. Kaiwia. Uh, yeah. This lovely uh, lady uh, who was serving us in the kitchen, and yes, uh, yeah, I spoke with her too. Yeah, Oh man, I can't remember yeah. her name. Anyway, so up in Kaiwia, and she goes, oh yeah, and about ninety percent of the tuatua from the cows' dung is is collected actually at the milking shed or around that area. Yep. So you could potentially using your biogas system. Could you not use it there to collect that? You could that? use every bit of it, every bit of it, every bit of it. How come no one else is talking about
1: this? Well, there's. I think there's two or three um, dairy farms in the country that are that have put in a system. I've seen. I've seen the systems. I've seen photographs of them, and I can see how those systems could be improved and be and be far better uh work far better than what they obviously are but that's um that's another story right. sorry Mario, i yeah. just need also just for listen, you said you brought back a prototype yes yes so you you did.
0: you've right now somewhere here in tamaki makata you've actually got a prototype
1: yes people could come and see yeah. it um oh. well we've got it but i think we're going to install it on a mariah up at Kaikau, aren't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, go, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, we'll so that's where people can go and have a look at it. But there's one very interesting thing that I didn't complete in what I was saying. There's a difference between a septic tank and right. yeah. the biogas. The septic tank, you flush, you forget it. With the bio system, there are several checks there that you can't miss because. What, what's happened with the um, – one thing that's happened with the septic tanks, a septic tank is a perfectly good functioning unit when it's working. But if it's not working, it causes all the sort of problems that we're seeing right around the country at the moment. And I would estimate that 95% of all septic tanks that are operating in the country at this moment are not operating properly. That's why you get – right. You get the effluent that's coming out the end of it is not treated and it's causing contamination to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, what happens with a bio system if you don't look after it? It will. It won't work properly. But immediately you know it's not working properly because it won't produce gas. Right. Right. Okay. So if you put in a in a bio system what you are committed to look after it. Okay. And the biosystem is actually telling you all the time. If you're getting it wrong, it's telling you. Right. Whereas a septic tank system doesn't. It just doesn't do anything because you right. don't see it. But with the with the biosystem, if that bladder is not filling up with gas, it's not working right, and then you just take action to, uh, sure, to, to right. rectify it and it's not. It's nothing there's no rocket science involved in it at you all sure, it's, mate,
0: just, it's just sort of started getting a bit techo in the middle there
1: no it's not <laughs> okay. it's not difficult okay. at all I think any 12 any, uh, year old that was schooled up on how to do it could completely run the system no problem at all and so that that Can is, you give us some sort of topic? what do you have to check it once a week for five minutes or is well, there you gauges should, on it or should be feeding it really every day you just right. take all your food scraps and if possible you you will run your you run your um, toilets through it as well the uh, the The obvious place for it to start off
0: now that's interesting sorry I'm just going to yeah. chime in there so a lot of our marae uh are in some beautiful pristine uh uh, we'll take um, actually both morai that we were just on at Tatakinga mm. and up at Koifata. You yep. um, know, yeah, beautiful whenua, uh, particularly Tatakinga. It's between a, a lake and a and a waterway yep. on both sides. In fact, I think it's the only marae in Aotearoa that has that on. <laughs> was it a river on one side and a lake on the other? It's, mm. it's remarkable. And yeah, it's so beautiful. the way that biogas system would be ideal for them, I would have thought, in terms of some a way of. Making sure things don't get out into their environment. I know they have a good.
1: I think they have a. I think they have a septic tank. They do, and both of them, both of those places you've spoke about, are not happy with the way their septic tanks are operating. And but with the, if it were a biogas system, could actually be plugged in between the. The marae and the septic tank, so it goes through the biogas system first, and then feeds into the septic tank, because what Uh, the the uh, liquid that comes out of the tank of a biogas tank is it's not completely pure, but it is far purer than what comes out of out of a septic tank. Wow! If it had to be it could go directly into the lake but if you wanted to get it up to the next stage of purity there's one more stage that you or filtration stage that you can put it through and then it can go out you can be absolutely sure of it it can run out into the lake but the other thing that they recommend that you do was that they call it liquid fertilizer it can go directly onto your garden and it, there are no contaminants in it because the, the bio system, the, the op, how, how it breaks the, uh, all the food and all, and all the stuff that you feed it with, it's done without oxygen. And right. some, somehow the, the chemical process that it goes through manages to partially sterilize it. It comes out. It's not toxic. It's not going to create a health problem you can you can, yeah, sure. you can handle it even. It's, sure. it's not going to contaminate you. Not uh, like a septic tank system. Right. Are they, okay.
0: Well, in terms of like for dairy, I mean, I, immediately that's one. Also for roadside uh, Paku for our what, hundreds of thousands of tourists that we're getting going to the loo in our bushes all over the yeah. mutu, all over the country. Right. Uh, it sounds to me like this is a no-brainer. As is a no brainer uh we need it now so, so. how would um let 's start with dairy what you just buy it
1: put it on there how much does it cost this it depends on the size of the of the um of the herd and what yep. the farmer has to feed it feed the um, the system with and we 've We've really looked into it, and we can see that there's one size doesn't fit all. Right. And so, so you can adapt? Yes. So we've come up with a system where we can, we can just plug in additional modules until they get something that's big enough to run the whole farm. That, that could be anywhere between, say, a half a dozen tanks um, up to 50 or 60 tanks, and they can all be linked up. But that's a slightly different system. That's a, a closed system where the tanks are, are filled up and when they're full, then they're left and nothing is added to them for a period of 30 days. And during that 30 days, the biogas si- goes through its whole process. It goes through; It'll go through its process in approximately 28 days, but if we allow 30 days, we've got a couple of extra days. During that time, the the whole tank is is um, agitated, and there are little okay. there are little um, agitators that continually uh, stir up the whole system inside, and and also the feedstock that goes in. Everything's made sure that it's absolutely fine because the finer you get the the feedstock, the uh, right the better the little microbes uh, can get round it and get into it and eat it. They breed quicker, um, right. and they do their job quicker. Right. And so, the, for thirty days, that tank will be be sitting there doing its job, and then it's emptied out and then filled with another with another load. Why is this not legislated? Why? Why is this not law? Nobody's thought of it. I don't think.
0: Well, I'm put my hand up tonight. I mean, man, let's get. Let's get this in front of the Green, get this in front of someone, the the Green Party. I mean, because what you're talking about, again, I say, you can't swim in 68% mm. of New Zealand's waterways. That's true. Just in case you're on the treadmill and you miss that, uh, 68%, <laughs> it might be higher, it might be off a, a percentage or two. It's ridiculous. It is So our tamariki, our mokopono... Our tourists can't swim there. You can't plant in those waterways, which is customary practice for many of us, hapu and our iwi, to go and plant. And those are tonga, some of those, those riverbeds and streams mm. that have been planted in for hundreds and hundreds of years. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. So, again, why is this? this needs to be uh, – if it's as good as you say it is, it should be regulated. This it should be a law that you have to have around. that system, system on a farm and
1: even on a mar- or anywhere. Mm. It's not new. This, there's nothing new here. But you were talking about the places that you can't swim. Auckland. Good heavens, there's a whole bunch of beaches here that you can't go on to. I just, the Herald the last week, up, the last two out. weeks in the Herald,
0: I think there's been three mm. beaches closed.
1: Yes. But the, the biosystem <laughs> is not new. It's not it's been around since almost the time of Napoleon, really. The septic tanks were invented it around about the same time as Napoleon in France. Right. And then it spread out around the world. But wow. once they started to, to channel the sewage, they found that the, the uh, methane that was coming off could be used. And that's how they used to light the, uh, the street lamps in England and, and in Europe. Wow. For many years. So it's not new. Yeah, it's not new. It's They know about it. It's well documented. It bec- so we're not using it because it's too expensive? I think that that can be. And the part of the research that we came across um, was if you want an expensive system, you can get them. And, and But the systems are very good. You can go to Europe and um, Germany. I think probably one of the best systems you'll find. But you pay the price. If, another good one that you'll get is from um, South Africa. Now, South Africa are right up with bio. They produce maize to feed their their massive big bio systems. Right. And then they produce enough electricity off that biogas to run small cities.
0: Oh, so this is the methane converted into what, CNG or LPG or something? then that's fed into a generator that's generating yep. energy
1: and it goes directly yeah they run those massive big diesel engines off that methane free free it's just, energy it was well, it's not free energy because no. well, you got to yeah. find the maize
2: but yeah I, I think I, I, we, like when, when we were in China again when we saw this thing working and you see you know i was looking oh is the pipe actually going from there to those things over there and so you kind of i took videos of everything and uh, then they turned <laughs> the gas on then they turned the generator on, and then they turned this light on that was obviously i don 't know how that worked, so all these things were running off this biogas system, mm. and it 's the same system Murray's brought back and The thought I had straight away was was New Zealand regulation would probably be the key reason why everything gets pushed back because you know there can 't be any chance of anything happening you know because somebody might get hurt or something might happen. Mm. So, of course, mm. we you keep adding costs because okay. now we if have If we, we do nothing, yeah. as we're currently yeah. trending, or that's I know,
0: probably there's some there know. are well-doers out there, yeah. and we credit yeah. them and we support that. There is one thing but. that's
1: very important to know about methane. Methane is light, lighter than air. It goes straight up. The, the LPG and um, CNG is heavier than air. And when it, comes, when it comes out of the tank, it goes straight to the ground. If you're on a boat, it'll go straight down to the bilge. And that's where the danger is. The, any spark will send that up and everything goes bang with it. Yeah. But methane goes straight up into the air and disperses. So if you had a, a big tank of it and, it and it ruptured, immediately it will go straight into the air. And dissipate. Right. The chances of it going bang, very remote. Right. And so methane… But you're talking
0: about in its, uh, in its first, one of its states, if you like, or phases, because <laughs> it ultimately ends up as, an, as a CNG or an LPG? I'm
1: not too sure about that. Oh, okay. It's, um, <coughs> well, so what's running the generator?
0: Sorry, I'm just working yeah. back from the generator yeah. that you described, all these lights. Yeah. What's that generator
1: running off? Methane. Methane. Direct, yeah, direct. Oh, right, yeah. Let's just run it through. The small, small um, adaptations to the machines. Um, if you're running it into your cooking, you, um, like an oven or something like that, you have to make small adjustments to it. There are different sized jets or something. You have to okay. get different air to gas ratio. This, that, but the okay. the, the, the small things are not big. Well, things.
0: Well, so let's just. Sort of move along. So, the what's the current regulation on that? Can you legally do that? Can you run a generator off methane in New Zealand? Is is that legal? Well, I
1: know like people do. Yeah. Okay. I don't think this. I, I don't know of any regulation against it, but I certainly will hmm. ask that question next time I talk to them interesting at the interesting uh, know eh? association. Yeah, but, but I can't see that there would be anything yeah, not against like in it. terms
0: of restrictions or. Or processes that yeah. you have to administer to it Very interesting yeah. um, Again it's one of these sort of You know Not everyone's sort of talking about mm. it But if you're informed As I say it's This is a huge problem We are at a problem place Where uh, we need solutions And the fact mm. you guys have been to China Been to the factories Brought back a prototype mm. um, I mean Murray showed me um, You showed me the different Sizes and some of these biogas systems can run
1: towns. You, some of those ones you yes. showed us, were yes. we, you can run a town off it, yeah. And we have we have access to these because the two biggest producers of all this biogas equipment both come in, both in China, and we have the sole distribution rights from both of them so. Right. We we have the ability to be able to produce from the very small units to a tiny little unit that you put in your backyard and it will produce enough enough gas to run your uh, barbecue and possibly a a um, a little ring. Of, right. You know what do you call the jolly things? little gas ring that'll, that'll boil your water, a little burner. Yeah. Um, and you could probably run that um, for a few hours every weekend. Wow. Right. And then you can scale it up and up to ones that will run the whole house and then to, to ones that will run a whole shopping community. I see there's an opportunity for the, the shopping the, um, where you get a group of about seven or eight little shops together and there's a green grocer there's that and they all have waste that they want to get rid of yeah, and they're sure. tossing it out to the dump. The, if they had a biodigester there, they would be producing enough gas to be able to provide all their, all their needs, all their hot water and um, everything that they need. Okay. Um, the, the other thing is that <coughs> biogas loves grease, and fat. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Whereas um, a septic system shuns it. It Yeah, well,
0: you actually got to have a separate, a grease trap. Yes, you got to. And man, they're expensive and they're big. They're really big things. Because every marae, we have to have it. Yeah, whereas the biogas. And you're saying the
1: biogas will take the grease? The biogas loves it up. Because what it does is when when that goes into the system, um, oil and fats rise to the surface. Right. And all the heavy stuff goes down to the bottom. The little microbes don't care whether they go to the top or the bottom. They just hop in and dive into it and they just turn it into gas. Wow. So you get you get rid of all those those things. So that's Yeah, they're like tens of thousands of dollars a grease trap. They they're really Yeah, they're not cheap. And well, the the thing is you'd probably get the whole bio system put in for less than that. And to a reasonable size. Really? Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not overpriced, but we're able we're able to do it because we're buying at the right price. Okay, from China. Well, we want to um, move on and talk about the other product that you're
0: engaged with. But um, what we might do at the end is sort of we will let our listeners know that um, if they want to know more, where they can go to get that. Um, mm. So just just remind me, Greg, at the end. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, how we can stay in touch with this uh if people yeah. want to get get hold of it talk to you about it so thank you um the other product and a bit of random order here yeah uh, as we wrap out the you 're doing a what this building system magnesium oxide um, mm. sip panel um, cladding mm. tell yeah. us about it and again uh, uh, what 's the relationship
1: of that to this biogas, yeah. are they in together, or what's that about? The, the magnesium oxide's been around for thousands of years. The Romans used it. They used to build their concrete, concrete in it, and it's one of the few concretes that have lasted for 2,000, 2000 plus years. They built um, wharves out of it in Rome, and uh, wow. they're still there as good, good narrows the day they put them in so magnesium oxide is about, it's in great quantities all round the earth in fact in new zealand we have magnesium oxide here too not in vast amounts but there's a little bit apparently okay um but the biggest quantity that they have is in china and china uh they're excavating that and they're bringing it up and they're turning it into into this magnesium oxide board okay i'm going to just jump yeah. in here so what what's that to you why is that important to you it's it's great because of the the strength that it has for the size it's like a like a um like a a cement sheet like a hardy board yeah Uh, but it's very dense and it's very strong it's waterproof it won't rot it, um, it doesn't right. mould. It won't pick up mould like, um, like our hardy board does. Uh, and the people that have built houses out of it found that the, uh, the flies don't even bother going into it. The mosquitoes don't bother either. And the termites don't eat it. Eh? Termites won't eat it. Yeah, um, the mould won't eat it. It doesn't attract moisture. Um, what about its price point? So just for yeah. our
0: listeners here, so we're sort of jumping around. We've been talking about biogas. We've mm. now jumped into a magnesium oxide board. Mm. People are starting to go, what? Um, so Murray, you're, you're very conscious of what are you? You're an innovator or are you an opportunist? Are you seeing things as you uh-huh. go along and picking them up or
1: is this part yeah. of some kind of big ideal? I think I recognize something um, for, uh, for its value. And I see that magnesium oxide is worth really looking at because it 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 ticks the boxes in a whole lot of a whole lot of areas because of its strength and it's um, it's a bracing element in itself, incredibly strong and and. Take great impact and take great loading too.
0: Okay, so I'm going to play the advocate here. So someone's listening in and going yada yada. I hear a whole lot of stuff. It's pretty mundane. Uh, the bits we're interested in are:
1: is it going to get me into a affordable house, Murray? That <laughs> I think I think it's probably one. It, it's one of the ways that could be used effectively. And I, <clears throat> we're okay. going through the process of we're we're just waiting for the next shipment to come in for us so that we can. We can actually put together the the panels and then have them tested to to either prove or disprove what I'm saying okay. to be correct. So you're talking
0: about a SIP panel, right? Yep.
1: So can you tell our listeners what a SIP panel is? You tell us what one is. You do it better than me.
0: Uh yep. So it's an alternative to your timber framing mm. jib plaster paint. That's a conventional yep. Kiwi construction yep. sort of three six oh four code building. Yeah. Uh from Universal Homes Fretcher's homes all these homes are pretty much made out of the, similar you can get some steel uh, metal uh, frame but essentially predicated on the same idea of studs mm. and yep. uh, and nogs right to, yep. to host uh, my understanding with the SIP panel it's an integrated panel where the um, effectively there's no there's no 2x4 timber framing no. Uh, there's, no, there's no jib because this magnesium oxide panel it's a bit like jib Mm. panels uh, and the way that it works is it's structurally uh, it's got structural integrity in it which Mm. means it reduces the need for internal timber framing per se, Mm. giving you an integrated SIP panel which is something fairly new uh, to us here in Tamaki Makoto, I mean it's done all over the world Mm. Uh, and you go on YouTube by the way and just type in SIP panel and there's a thousand pages of different examples of it being done all over the world Um, but the The thing that, in my discussions with you, Murray, is the price point. Uh, Without compromising on uh, the aesthetic and, of course, the climate comfort, um, it's a healthy
1: home. It certainly is.
0: At 30% potentially cheaper than the
1: current market. There's no formaldehyde in it. If you use anything that's from timber, there's bound to be... um, a Amaldith- a chemical that 's not too good yeah, for you it's, well it' it 'll preserve it's you maldehyde. I mean they when you die they pump you full of the jolly stuff i believe it'll preserve you, but it 's not good for you while you 're living fine okay. for you when you 're dead right. so so this magnesium is something that our body is full of, our body thrives quite well on on magnesium. There's nothing in it that's detrimental to our health. That's one of the things that I really like. The, um, okay, so it's good for our health. Yep. Cost-wise, Cost wise, you've been
0: sort of throwing around some very figures, potentially
1: the, uh, 30% cheaper. Is that right? I believe it is. I believe it can be put made into a, into a panel, into a walling system that would be anything up to 30% cheaper. Wow, in fact, I think that's conservative. It could could probably be even cheaper than that again.
0: Yeah, and you've had a few years looking at this, right, and sort of developing some research. No, not, research not or... years.
1: It's um, okay. but but I have looked, I have looked at it quite closely. The people that are, that are importing it for us, they already have the patents on on a, a walling system, but it's a heavy walling system, and they can go up six, eight, ten, ten levels high, no problem at all, whereas the one that we're looking, that we're trying to develop, is a lightweight system, um, but strong enough to go up at a minimum of three levels, so, but we have to do the testing on it. Right, so, yeah, but the... The cost of the of the sheets, um, if you're looking at say a twenty mil board, you're up to about forty dollars for a for a um a twenty by I mean a a two point seven by uh, twelve hundred okay. board. Right. Yeah. So you multiply that it's not it's not expensive. And that's twenty mil thick.
0: Right. So we just gotta get this in front of uh the Honourable Phil Twyford and the Honourable, um, what's her name, Martimer Davidson, who's Associate Housing Minister, actually, yes. and uh, put a convincing case as to why they should uh, be exploring it. Um, just, look, just yeah. wrapping up. Yep. Murray, awesome. Mm. I mean, you know, we these aren't big, flashy... Things, but they're incredibly important right now. I mean, we're we're, yeah. we're discussing tonight, which is why I got you in because man, the the at all with you's been enlightening. That yeah, the two biggest issues mm. we've got is affordable housing, uh, and preserving our environment. Uh, mm. And for particularly for Maori and Pacifica, these are our these are priorities to us. Mm. You know, as Kaitiaki, to preserve our mm. environment, we've got we're constantly thinking of ways to make it better, enhancing mm. it and preserving it. And then, of course, for our we've got to do the same. We've got to preserve and enhance our and that's incredibly expensive, (laughs) as we all know. Uh, So, Murray, it's really exciting to hear that you're standing up and having a go in terms of exploring these technologies. Mm. I mean, it's not cheap to go to China. I'm sure that cost you guys a small packet to do that, to get Mm -hmm. that knowledge. So Mm -hmm. just for our listeners Mm -hmm. tonight, these guys, this is fresh off the plane, and you've been to the factory, and you've brought back some product. Uh, and you've been going around the mutu promoting it a bit, mm. uh, I think it's uh, very exciting and uh, we're honoured to receive mm-hmm. that. And mm. I, I think we want to hear a bit more uh, once it's been tested to yes. see um, you know, a yeah. prototype and get mm. some photos going and, and testing and see in costs – uh, then it gets real, eh? Then yes. we're into the next phase, and our listeners are mm. suddenly wanting t- phone numbers, and mm. and uh, we get cracking on it.
1: Uh, I think the ma- the magnesium oxide and the biosystem will go a long way to helping in both those areas you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and then add your solar to that. Uh, yeah. You you know, and I think yes. then we're really cracking. You know, but as as you say, we should have been here ten years ago, as Greg was saying, but we we're, we're kind of playing catch up. But with, with people like you Murray um, you know a lot of us sit around and talk about it in the lunchroom mm. uh, read it in the paper uh, but here you you guys are doing it so we just commend you for that and keep it up it's not easy but it's important uh, that we all muck in together mm. and uh, get this stuff cracking so um look thanks thanks for coming in uh, Murray didn't hear much from you Hannah, but good
1: to have you with us anyway uh, yeah it's been good it's been good uh